Welcome everyone, I am Michael, your host for Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will be presenting notes from the depaganization of the testimony of John, chapters 14 through 16. The testimony about the life of Jesus Christ falsely attributed to the Apostle John is being depaganized in this podcast series. The original documents for this testimony do not exist, and the oldest source document has been dated to approximately the 5th century A.D. All the testimony of John is the work of the Antichrist, and it is a curse on the New Testament. All the New Testament documents have been edited by European pagan heretics, who have always worshipped Satan and believe that God is a magical power. The lies in their Harry Potter books will not save them on Judgment Day. The first note for this episode is about an omission in chapter 14, verse 1, which now says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. The statement, Trust also in me, has been omitted because it was a curse. The statement fraudulently misrepresents the character of Jesus to have been conceited and self-glorifying in this statement. It is being removed to depaganize the text. The next note is about verse 6, which now says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This statement is not self-exalting, but it may have been the inspiration for the Peregrine heretics to create a great many other fraudulent statements that insinuated Jesus exalted himself. This statement is truth because the message of repentance and the truth of God's Holy Spirit have come to all men by Christ's teachings, and no man may deny God's eternal truth by denying the truth of Jesus Christ's message of repentance and being born again in the Holy Spirit. Christ's message was not that he was the Son of God, as the pagan Romans who editorialized this testimony falsely proclaimed throughout this fraudulent document. The message of Christ was to repent of sin and accept God's Holy Spirit in a second birth. No man may go to the Father except through acceptance of Christ's message of repentance and acceptance of the Holy Spirit. The entire curse of this fake testimony has been to conceal this one truth. But it is this one truth that reveals the fraud perpetrated by pagan Roman Catholics. The next note is about the omission of verses 7 through 11. The passage was a circuitous argument that had the purpose of falsely portraying Jesus to be saying that he was God. These circular arguments have been inserted by the pagan heretics to falsify the teachings of Jesus to have been false. A circuitous argument is a type of faulty logic that school-age children are taught to recognize as components of propaganda. The removal of this passage has removed the curse of false propaganda. The circuitous argument is not a parable, but it has the purpose of being self-exalting. It is faulty logic and heretical. The curse has been removed. The next note is about a correction of verse 12, which now says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has true faith in God will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. The statement is relevantly inspirational and truthful when edited to correct the fraudulent editorialization that attempted to claim that Jesus was God or that he exalted himself. The pagan heretics who edited the text to create this fraud had the purpose of discrediting the message of Jesus, which has always been to believe in God's Holy Spirit. The message of Jesus has never been that he was God in the flesh. But pagan Romans altered the testimonies and the text of the New Testament so that it said this lie. All who accept this correction will bear witness to the eternal condemnation of those ancient pagan heretics on Judgment Day. 
The next note is about the omission of verses 13 through 14. The statements, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me anything in my name, and I will do it, are being removed as a curse of falsehood. The pagans added this passage to insinuate that Jesus was a magical power who could do anything, but they knew it was not true. While many Christians will execrate in a false worship of this satanic curse and say that this statement is true, it is not the case that people can pray to Jesus for anything. Jesus Christ does not nor ever has had the power to grant wishes as if he were some kind of wish-granting power or jinn. The statement refers to a pagan ideology originating in ancient paganism and is not supported or accepted by God's eternal truth. The concept is a fantasy and not even close to reality. Jesus would not have made this promise because it was not, nor has it ever been, within his power to keep this promise. The curse has had the purpose to deceive and that curse has been removed. Christianity is based upon the belief in this one statement more than any other. And those heretical pagans rub their Bibles like Aladdin's lamp every time they make a wish that never gets granted because Jesus is not a magical power. He was a prophet, a man. The next note is about the revision of verses 16 through 18, which now say, And I will ask the Father and he will give you his Holy Spirit. And the world will come to know God's eternal truth. And you will know that God is the Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit will be within you when you receive the Holy Spirit in a second birth. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you in the Holy Spirit. The passage from verse 16 through 19 has been corrected to reflect God's eternal truth. The pagan heretics did not know God's eternal truth, nor understand it, because they worshipped idols and false gods. The falsehood of the Holy Spirit being the comforter, as if it were a blanket to snuggle with, is the fraud being removed. God's eternal truth is that God is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the comforter, as heretics will claim, because the concept denies the truth about Emmanuel. God is the Holy Spirit, and Jesus lives eternally within God's Holy Spirit. Eternal life is in the Holy Spirit. And that is the promise that will be kept on Judgment Day for those who repent of pagan idolatry and accept God's eternal truth. The next note is about an omission in verse 28, which now says, You heard me say, I am going away, and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. The phrase, but the counselor, has been omitted because it was fraudulent editorialization. Pagans did not accept the truth of God's Holy Spirit, and they created a polytheistic doctrine that became known as Catholicism to combine their beliefs in multiple gods with the message of Jesus Christ. The fraudulent theology of Holy Trinity is a blasphemy of God, and stating that the Holy Spirit is a counselor blasphemes the Holy Spirit. God is the Holy Spirit. Almighty God is only one entity, and God's true form is the Holy Spirit. Catholicism is a polytheistic religion and not the truth of Jesus Christ. Catholics are the Antichrist and worship multiple gods, the same as the pagan Romans who created the fraud in the paganized version of the Testimonies of the Apostles. The next note is about a mission from verse 30, which now says, I will not speak with you much longer. The statement, Prince of this world, was a satanic curse that exalted Satan by giving a praise phrase of royalty. Jesus would not have ever exalted Satan, and this has been one of the worst curses in the New Testament. Anyone who will say that Satan is the prince of this world is actually blaspheming God. It is the demonically possessed who praise Satan with phrases such as prince of this world. 
deep paganization removes all such curses of fraudulent worship and praise. The next note is about an omission from chapter 15, verse 16. The phrase, then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name, has been omitted for being a fraudulent editorialization. Jesus had instructed his disciples on how to pray in other testimonies. And the concept of praying for anything was not the message of Jesus Christ. It has been a curse of fraud and self-exaltation that has led many to disbelieve in the good news of repentance of sin and acceptance of the Holy Spirit when their wishes were not granted. It is a pagan belief that God grants all requests. This type of curse only appears in this testimony, and the curse has been removed. The next note for this episode is about a correction of verse 26 in chapter 15, which now says, When you receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which I will send to you from the Father, the Holy Spirit, which is the true form of the Father, will testify about me. The correct term according to God's eternal truth is referred to God as the Holy Spirit. The concept of the Comforter or Counselor are paganized variations having the purpose to insinuate a polytheistic theology as the teaching of Jesus Christ. But this concept is the false Christ or Antichrist. The Holy Spirit is not just a counselor, as if it were a person in a fraudulent Holy Trinity. The concept has been the heretical argument concealed within the fraud of this text falsely attributed to being spoken by Jesus. The fraudulent editorialization has been a vain attempt to justify the polytheistic religion that became known as Catholicism and later became the basic dogma for modern Christianity, which is a false religion when based on the false ideology of Holy Trinity. The next note is about chapter 16, verse 10, which says, In regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me by the Holy Spirit, it has been corrected. The heretics altered Christ's words in an attempt to deny the teaching of the Holy Spirit. The original statement said that Jesus could no longer be seen. However, this is contradictory to the truth of all that Jesus has been saying. It is through the acceptance of the Holy Spirit that Christ can be seen because Jesus Christ lives eternally in the Holy Spirit. God enabled the salvation of the mankind by knowing Christ through the Holy Spirit, which the pagans and heretics have blasphemously denied through their faithless and fraudulent editorialization of this text for the purpose of teaching a polytheistic theology that is blasphemous to God. All may know and see Jesus Christ through God's Holy Spirit. The next note is about a correction in verse 11, which now says, And in regard to God's judgment, because Satan now stands condemned, any appearance of praise words for Satan is evidence of pagan editorialization and a satanic curse. Jesus Christ would never have exalted Satan by referring to him as the prince of this world. The appearance of this satanic praise is proof that this text is not the word of God, because God would never allow the praise of Satan to appear in a text that is his divine word and message to mankind. The inclusion of this phrase is proof that the ideology of biblical inerrancy is a complete fraud and it has been perpetrated by the Antichrist who worship the Son of God. Satan is the fallen Son of God and those who proclaim biblical inerrancy are devil worshippers who will burn in hell. The next note is a correction of verse 13 which says, But when the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide you into all truth. You will not speak on your own. You will speak only what you hear and the Holy Spirit will tell you what is yet to come. It has been corrected to say the truth about the Holy Spirit. The next note is about the deletion of verses 23 through 24. The passage is the third time that the statement about asking for anything has appeared in the text. This curse is being identified as the curse of the three wishes. 
removing the curse of the three wishes has been achieved in this deep paganization of the testimony. The fraudulence of this Aladdin's lamp concept may have come from an ancient pagan belief, and the appearance of this fraud in this falsified testimony is a clue to the identity of those who perpetrated this fraud. There were more criminals involved in the corruption of Yeshua's message than a group of pagan Romans. Many of them were also called the early church fathers by historians, but they were members of a satanic cult that later created the antichrist religion of Islam when their plot to eliminate the message of Christ failed to succeed. The truth of Jesus Christ continues to exist because the Holy Spirit is the true form of God. Islam denies the existence of the Holy Spirit. The next note is about the omission of verse 25. The statement falsely quoted as being made by Jesus said that he was only speaking figuratively. Christ was not speaking figuratively about everything regarding the Holy Spirit. And this passage was a pagan curse designed to deny the Holy Spirit. The purpose of this curse was to deceptively propose the premise that none of what Christ has said about anything was truthful, and that the Holy Spirit was a metaphor only. The curse has been removed. The next note is about the correction of verse 26, which now says, In that day I will ask the Father on your behalf, and you may pray to the Father in my name. It has been corrected. The fraudulent editorialization had the purpose of being a curse of confusion. While there are no other testimonies presenting this instruction to pray in the name of Jesus, the confused statement was a component of the three wishes curse. Prayers to God the Father in the name of Jesus identify us to God as those who believe in the message of Christ. Our prayers are not wishes, and that has been the curse of confusion created by pagan heretics. The curse has been removed. The last note for this episode explains the omission of verses 28 through 33. The passage attempted to reiterate that the birth of Jesus to a virgin impregnated by God was not figuratively spoken. While it is relevantly truthful that all life comes from God, the omitted passage had the purpose to support a falsehood regarding the origin of Jesus Christ to have been other than a normal human being. The passage was a poor attempt to be a psycholinguistic manipulation but it has easily been identified as a pagan curse designed to trick people into thinking that the disciples believed in the fraudulent theology of the Holy Trinity. The intent of this passage was to support the Antichrist theology that came to be known as Catholicism. Well, that is all for this episode. Be sure to subscribe for notifications of the next release. Thank you for listening. I am Michael. Michael.